Spectrum Health presents Journey to Mental Health, a 30-minute podcast addressing the causes and treatments of mental health issues with your host, Bob Stahura, along with Melanie White, licensed mental health clinician. Join us on our journey to mental health. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. We have a very full show, and we are so thrilled to have a special guest with us here in the studio, Miss Alex Malays. We talked about her last month. She is uh, a stellar actor in Western New York, won the Artie, um, got the Best Actress in Buffalo yeah. Spree. Uh, you not only are a wonderful performer, I've seen many of your shows. You're like my biggest fan. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> but you are also a huge advocate for mental health awareness, uh, I think for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done some great shows that bring that to the forefront. But can you tell us a little bit about your personal experience. Oh, sure. And thank you so much for having welcome, me. Welcome. Thank you. We're excited. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Um, yeah, so I currently work at Save the Michaels of the World, which is an organization that helps people navigate their way uh, to and through recovery um, from substances. Um, and that could be an individual who is struggling or a family member who is watching their loved one struggle and is uncertain about what to do. Um, Save the Michaels is a peer-driven, peer-led organization, which means 95% of the people who work there have struggled with substances themselves and or has been a family member of someone who has struggled. Um, and the, and I fall into that category. So I have suffered from addiction. I was um, in the thick of it for about 15 years of my life. And, um, and you were a bartender. Yes, I was a bartender for 20 years. Um, and so uh, I, I just have a history with substances and addiction. And I have now been sober and in recovery for 11 years. Mm, amen. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about mental health awareness, it really, the relationship to substances and um, addiction is where my specialty lies. Uh, so at Save the Michaels, I am, I am the associate director and the director of coaching, but I also serve as a recovery coach. That's what we call it. And and recovery coaches are trained professionals. Um, it's so weird that you can think of, like, I, I get to use my the darkest hours of my life sure. as now a career path. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's getting wider and wider and wider. I know that Spectrum um, hires peers. I know that Horizon hires peers and Best Self. And it's because more and more popular because they're finding um, that it's evidence-based effective, um, that that people are getting better or at least opening their eyes a little bit wider about what's going on with them when they're talking to someone who has personal lived experience um, that's unmatched. So yeah, I, I um, abused drugs and alcohol for many, many years. I didn't think it was a problem. I thought it was a normal part of life. And there came a time in my life where I decided I didn't want to live that way anymore. And so I made some pretty dramatic changes. And I think it's wonderful that you, after recovering or going into recovery, that you decided that you wanted to help others that 
were going through or are going through the same thing that you went through? Well, that was an accident. <laughs> so first of all, I work a 12-step program. I won't name which one, but I do work a 12-step program and helping others is one of the tenets of a 12-step program. Um, I believe it's step 12, you know, like we take what we've learned now and we go help somebody else. And you know, this wow. is the first day that you're yeah. meeting Alex yeah. and she's yeah. meeting you. Now, Melanie is a licensed mental health clinician with uh, Spectrum. Um, and then you just have to rewind slightly. You said you you were doing ads for West Her. You are doing ads I for am. West Her. I, so. am a, I am a West Her spokesperson. And, I like okay. to say that. And, <laughs> and, and you and, and Steve Tasker do a great job. You have a great chemistry and it, it just shows. Uh, it, it, you can hear it in the, in the radio ads. So anyway, as an actor, do you find, I mean, I, I know every everybody's understressed no matter what business they're in, but I think the creative side in the theater world, you find a lot of people who are, are going through mental health issues. You know, it's an art form, right? And so if you think of like that struggling artist. Yeah. Go ahead. So I want to jump in. Yes, please. I'm I'm itching to jump in. Jump because, I see that. I can feel it. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> so I am an EMDR therapist, right? Mm. And so we um, that's trauma, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the things that I introduce all the time is like having this platform, mm. right? Because um, in EMDR, we reprocess. Mm-hmm. We reprocess those traumatic um, childhood memories, um, any victimization, anything that, of course, that um, lingers on emotionally and behaviorally, mm-hmm. right? And so when I have conversations with my clients, I talk about, yes, of course, EMDR and reprocessing those memories, but I also talk about the opportunities to have a platform mm-hmm. where you can testify to someone, mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. So here today, I I really am sitting next to you like, Mm -hmm. how does that feel? Because I I did get to go watch people, places and things. Mm. And I'm going to tell you one of the best things about that. um, The way that it's set up is I was able to sit right next to the stage. Mm. I felt your energy. Yeah. I felt the presence of everything that was being said, all of the emotions. And so for me, I would like to know how does it feel to be able to get to take that off of your shoulders, take that off of your mind? Because, you know, for someone else, they're like, you know, that's her life. But every time you do a show, you are giving some of that. Not just out in a way, but it's it's being taken off of your shoulders in some way. Yeah. How does that feel in your mind when you get the applause, when you see the faces, when you're connected and close to the people? Yeah. I think it's a a very broad question Mm -hmm. um, about the art of theater, um, as well as a very specific question about that particular show, which is probably the show of my lifetime. Um, It felt like it was written for me. It's about an actress who struggles with addiction. Um, And well, that is me. So let me answer the broader question and to say that it's only really in my recovery, which has only been the last 11 years, the, the last decade or so, that I've really come to understand how much healing and processing I do on the stage. It wasn't really quite clear to me when I was a student or much younger. That is a gift of recovery, I believe, because my a lot of my clutter is gone and I 
feel things at such a profound level because I'm not numbing with anything. Um, and so I just look at the trajectory of the last 10 years mm -hmm. and I think I've, I've mourned my father on stage. Yeah. I've mourned my stepmother on stage. I processed mm -hmm. some of my addiction on stage. Um, not just this role, in other roles yeah. as well, it surfaces. And, you know, that is my job as an actor, and it's my obligation to connect these characters to myself and tap into those deep, harbored mm. feelings and be brave enough and courageous enough to allow them to surface and to be shared with the audience. Um, it is not easy to do. Um, however, I, I do receive so much from that because, like I said, it is, it is a healing process for me, and I didn't really know that. Um, until recent years, um, processing things with my own therapist and whatever. I'm like, oh, why am I having a block? Oh, because I just lost my father this yeah. year and I'm unable to tap into that because it's all cluttered up. Um, as far as people, places and things go, I saw it in New York and I was so dumbfounded. I was beside myself at intermission. I knew right away that I needed to play her and little did I know that I would be working in the industry as well. And so it just felt like a collision, a profound collision of all of my worlds, the theatrical world and the addiction world. And I worked in the field and my relationship with West Her and Scott Beeler and how he, you know, resurrected this show from the dead. Um, it, it's it, there's a, it, it's a fine line, right? Because like here I'm given this gift to like do some healing, but as I also had to be very careful because I was in active addiction and early recovery for months, right? As I'm preparing for her. And that is a very fragile place to be. And so I really had to work my program and stay connected with the work that I was doing for my own well-being almost harder mm -hmm. um, because I was putting myself in a very fragile, vulnerable position sure, every sure. dang day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I my main goal is, as an actor is to affect people. Like, I want people to feel, and I know... Um, how I felt. And my then my goal became, like, can I make people feel as profoundly as I felt when I saw it? And I know that that's happened. So many people have approached me about it and said, I've never seen anything like that. Right. Well, I feel like that. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I felt like that that night. I, I, I didn't know whether I was going to cry or clap when no one was clapping. I, I was, like, really emotionally in a place because, of course, I've experienced addiction in my family. Mm -hmm. And, and, and of course, you know, my, the work every day, mm -hmm. right? But so to be able to experience that was just really awesome. So I thank I think, you for yeah, that. Yeah, I think to be able to give a, a visual depiction and a voice is a so stigmatized addiction. And to be able to represent that, I, like I, when I was, when I saw it in New York, I felt seen. And I wanted other people to mm -hmm. see themselves through me. And I wanted families to see 
the struggle because so many people were like, wow, I didn't know my child was going through that. I didn't know that's how hard it was. I didn't know that that's what they were feeling, you know, and, and to also justify the, the, the parents were so uh, angry at the end and people were so mad in the audience like when they kind of rejected her apology or her amends and they were like ooh that's harsh like she did all right. this work and she came back right. and said she was sorry and people were like they were so mean and I was like justified those parents had every right to feel the way yeah. that they felt and to say their yeah. thoughts and yeah. feelings yes. um, it's it, it was a wild wild ride it was and I was I was hoping for a happy ending and, and not, not but it could have been right Right. No, but you, you just know, don't. That get was to my see- typical. It's like, oh, it's a play. There's going to be resolution. It's going to be. Great. I'm going to walk out feeling great. But that 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 whole thing where they didn't forgive you was like, wow. But it's it just the felt, beginning as well. It felt so real, right? right you know, right. like this is the thing. You know, you don't go to 28 days and get well from addiction. Right. You know, it's yeah. an ongoing chronic yeah. disease that I have to that I have to deal with every day, and I will for the rest of my life. And so the that snippet of time of the play that you saw was just the beginning, and, and it really leaves it to the choose-your-own-ending, like, what sure. is going to happen? Right. Before we go, my producer would be very upset with us if we didn't talk about yes. what's coming up. Not one more Stand Together to End Overdose. It's a free evening on Wednesday, August 30th, from 4 to 7 at Veterans Memorial Park in West Seneca. I went last year. It was great. There's a lot of resources for people in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that are already familiar with addiction show up. Uh, so there's for those of us who are in the community, it's a lot of friendly faces. Uh, there was a band. It was great. Um, but really, for people who have questions or just need to connect with resources, there's always like tons of goodies. You know, Save the Michaels often gives away Narcan and or like proper pill disposal bags, just sharing what the resources are. And the funny thing is this community of resources is so tight and small that like if we're not the helper, we know to send somebody over to Evergreen or Spectrum or to wherever they need to go. Like we know each other. We work together well. It's like, oh, it's not us that you need. It's somebody else. Or those other people are saying, no, you should call Save the Michaels. They're going to be better for you than we are. So it's just a lot of resources a lot of education and knowledge and awareness there and it's it's a good time I had fun last year I did get stung by a bee um, and I'm allergic so I had to call a handsome fireman over who went to the store for me and got me a Benadryl it was he was so handsome he was probably like the bee or the fireman the fireman okay (laughs) however he was I think young enough to be my child (laughs) I know your time is limited thank you so so oh much my God. for coming what a, in. What a pleasure you. and an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. If I'm ever on vacation, would you fill in for me? Oh my God, yes. Or Mulaney? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know what? Mulaney and I will both go on vacation. I'll just yeah. run you it. Can, I'll just take over. You just take over. <laughs> yep. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Alex. Thank you. We'll be right back. Our next guest is someone I've known for Lord only knows how long. Um, Sherry Mazur, 
who is the special projects consultant for Spectrum Health, and she is here to talk about something that you created. I did. Um, we are talking about Not One More, Stand Together to End Overdose, which is a Spectrum Health and Human Services initiative. It's our only public community event, and it started three years ago. This is the third year, and we're doing it this year on Wednesday, August the 30th in the Veterans Memorial Park in the town of West Seneca, the site where it's been since it began. And this was actually started, like I said, three years ago. And three years ago, my my former colleague, Bonnie Gordon, and I put it together in literally about six weeks. So for year two, we decided let's do it the right way and like plan a community event over the course of time and engage partners and sponsors. And from that, it continued to snowball. So Cindy Volker, who was our CEO, now refers to it as the third annual event. So I guess it's going to stay. This is an event that we created around International Overdose Awareness Day, which is an international global initiative traditionally held on August the 31st. And it is a worldwide commemoration of loss of life due to drug overdose. Erie County does a beautiful memorial downtown right on Franklin Street, right in front of the county hall on Overdose Awareness Day on the 31st. So we do ours on the 30th. So it makes it a community-wide celebration commemoration so all of the community can participate in both events because they're both important and they're both very specific. What the August 30th event is, is a music celebration. And it's a celebration of life. We have two incredible musicians who take the stage, who support this endeavor with their heart and soul. Opening this year will be the extraordinary Grace Stumberg and her um, vocal partner, Tina Williams. Grace is a South Buffalo girl. She is a local legend. She used to tour with Joan Baez. She now um, sings around the community a lot. Beautiful voice, incredible guitar playing. And that will be followed by the Patty Parks Band. Oh, Patty Parks, I saw, I think, the first year the very you very first it. year. And I wasn't there last year. Did she perform last year as well? She did. She has a very important emotional connection to this. And actually, three years ago when we started this, when my colleague and I were like looking at each other saying, yeah, we're going to do something for International Overdose Awareness Day. We don't know what. Patty was my first phone call because heartbreakingly and ironically, she had lost her son to drug overdose just several months prior to. Her beautiful young son was um, somebody who was in recovery. And during COVID, during the isolation of COVID, regrettably began using again and was using alone, which was happening so much during COVID when people were so isolated. And he lost his life. There was a situation where Narcan was not available to him. Narcan is the um, medication that reverses the impact of drug overdose when certain drugs are present. And regrettably, this poor young man did not have this available to him, and he lost his life. So Patty was my first phone call, and I said, we're putting together something for International Overdose Awareness Day. She said, my band will be there. My band will do it. What do you need? This is something that's heart and soul important to her because in addition to being a mom who lost her dear son eight years ago, I believe, eight or nine years ago, Patty started an organization called Nurse and Blues. And Patty is a blues singer. And she uses the history of blues music to teach teen girls how to cope with the emotions of their addiction. 
So she puts this program in school. She works with one of our peer agencies, Horizon Human Services or Horizon Health Services. And she has two music therapists who work with her. One of them is the amazing Sheila Connors, another Southtowns girl with a phenomenal singing voice. And they use music therapy to work with girls. So here is Patty, who was a nurse by training. She started this nonprofit. She lost a son. And imagine her helpless, her help, helplessness and that feeling that she had that she's helping all these other kids across the country and you know, struggle to, to help her son during his time of need. So she and her band take the stage and they do an incredible performance that just pours from their hearts and souls because they're so close to this um, topic. Also at the event, we have kids' activities. We have people who bring their families to this. So the Children's Museum, Explore and More, will be there. The Highmark um, Wellness Van will be there with um, hula hoops and, and all sorts of games and cool things for kids to do. We also have resource tables from all the other treatment providers in Western New York. So when you think of the landscape of behavioral health in Western New York, there's a lot of providers. Some folks like to call us competitors and we, you know, we compete to get the right people who work for us. But when it comes to community events, we're all working together. So we have virtually every provider there in tables around a big, beautiful tree so Save the Michaels of the World will be there. Horizon will be there. Best Self will be there. Um, the Erie County Coalition will be there, too, also with Narcan samples, as will our medication-assisted treatment team will be there with Narcan kits and Narcan education. Our own Buffalo Hope team will be there, and our own um, CARES team will be there. That's the team that deals with youth in crisis. Um, Narcotics Anonymous will be there. So we will have all sorts of community resources. Um, we have another guest coming up, Christina Moore, who's going to talk about something very special that Spectrum Health is going to do that will help people remember their loved ones. So their loved ones are always top of mind with us. Their names are spoken. Their images are remembered at the best times of their life. And best of all, because of sponsorship from Five Star Bank, and WGRZ. This event is presented free to the public. It's a free community event from 4 until 7 on August 30th. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be fun. There might be some tears, but there might be happy smiles, too, for hope that no matter how bad this crisis is in Erie County, um, there is always that opportunity to be educated, to learn more, to help the people closest to you who are struggling and to never forget those who have lost their lives. I just have to isolate the one thing you said, uh, and don't, don't laugh at me. The hula hoops. I think the three of us should do the hula. I know you said it's for kids. The three of us, if we did it, we might be able to raise some money. There could be a competition. <laughs> it could be kind of amazing. I could definitely get in on that. The Maybe. hula hoop? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look like a hula hooper from way back. I'll be holding the camera on the two of you. I hate to say it. <laughs> well, Sherry, thank you so much for, for being with us. I hope everyone writes down August 30th, West Seneca, Veterans Park, on Main Street and Union Road in West Seneca. It's really a great event. Uh, even if you just come from, for the music, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's a great it's a great event and a great service to the community. And thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And Miss Mulaney. Thank you, Sherry. Please stay tuned. We'll be back with one more segment.
And our next guest is Christina Moore. She is a nurse that works at Spectrum with the Medication Assistance Program, but she's also integrally involved with the upcoming Not One More Stand Together to End Overdose. Christina, thank you for coming to our podcast. Welcome. Thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about your involvement first with the the Not One More uh, Stand Together to End Overdose. So for the Not One More event, I have kind of spearheaded our memorial banner, which is going to be how our friends and everybody coming can keep a memory alive of somebody that we've lost to opioid overdose. We're going to be doing a lot of pictures on the banner along with messages that we can all write about our loved ones and who they were in our life. And this is just really important because the cause of death does not define who someone was in our life. And this allows us to highlight the fact that there are friends, our family, and our loved ones. Talk about the, the importance of remembering. The main part that it's important for us to remember the ones that we've lost is because they are the driving force in what we're doing every day to prevent more lives from being lost. Opioid overdose hurts more than just uh, the individual that has passed, but it impacts our community and our our friends, our family. It could affect anybody. It's not targeted to one specific person. Anybody could suffer from this. And um, unfortunately, sometimes it gets lost in the stigma. As soon as somebody hears somebody passed of an overdose, that's what they write it off as. And it's important for us to remember that these people are our loved ones. They're our friends, they're our family. They made impacts in our lives. And that's what we should be remembering, not just the cause of their death. And, and you know, it, it's interesting because I think all of us, uh, I would think a majority of, of the people around us and the people listening to this podcast I think we've all, at some point in our lives, have reached a, a valley where we say, I can, I, I get how someone might want to take their own life, whether it's through an overdose or, or some other way, just to escape the, the tremendous stress and pressure that life sometimes throws our way. Exactly. And um, unfortunately, I mean, it impacts all of us and we just, we use this part of the event to just keep in memory the people that we have lost and they're our driving force to keep making changes every day so that less and less people have to go through that. Christina, um, I just wanted to kind of tap in just a little bit. So you will be providing Narcan kits at that time as well for people? Yep. Anybody that wants to get Narcan trained, it takes two to three minutes uh, to go through the training information. And then anybody who is trained will have a kit of Narcan that has two doses. And then we'll also be giving out the contact numbers for the county um, who can also provide free Narcan and testing strips. Can, can I just ask really quickly? Um, I know you, uh, you and your team goes out into the community and to different events where we go out and do the trainings. Um, you're kind of all over the place now lately, huh? Yeah, we are getting um, into schools to do trainings. We're going into the community. Um, any event that we can get into, I mean, today alone, we have two events that we're performing Narcan training at. So we are 
definitely getting out there and getting a lot of Narcan. Christina, if someone wants to get a hold of you or, or, or Spectrum, is there an easy way to do that as opposed to trying to find an event that's going on? Is there another way they can contact you for this? Yeah, I mean, you can contact Spectrum's main phone number. Is that like the 539-5500 number? Yes, the same number. They can say, I'm not interested in becoming a client, but I really want to be Narcan trained. They can give them the information um, on how to get Narcan trained with us, or mm-hmm. they can also provide other resources that may be more accessible to them, uh, just depending on where their location is. But yeah. we can make sure that they have Narcan. Good to know. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the event in West Seneca and at other uh, the food truck uh, Tuesdays, which mm-hmm. I think the last one is coming up on the 29th of August, and you will be there for that as well. Yep. It'll be the last event before the Not One More. We're going to do Food Truck Tuesday, and then the following days are Not One More event. Thank you so very much. No problem, guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Well, Mulaney, we are so close to being out of time. What a full show. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us on this podcast, Spectrum Health's Journey to Mental Health. Until next time, never give up the fight. You are so worth it. This has been Journey to Mental Health, presented by Spectrum Health and Human Services. If you need immediate help, call Spectrum Health's 24-7 emergency line, 716-710-5172. That's 716-710-5172. Until next time, never give up the fight. You are worth it.